Hello everybody, welcome back to Make It Sense. You, did, you didn't say hello, hello. I didn't say hello, hello because... <laughs> 2018. 2018. Oh, oh okay, new, you know, new things. New jacket, new me. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's not as nice as Francis. Well, um, well what? <laughs> Nothing. Hello, yeah, exactly. everybody. Uh, yes, first episode of 2018. Yes, happy new year. Um, we happy didn't do a roundup last year. Um, I don't know if everyone was doing A roundup as in... You know, most people, I don't know, you know, just, just how 2017 was or uh, whatever. Right. I don't know. It was just same as 2016, but just with a seven at the end. Really, was it? Oh Everything in your life was that, was that was really bad joke, by the way. Yeah, that was yeah, <laughs> so yeah, dead. You know, and he's been <laughs> getting better. Like, Why no, are you relaxing? Jokes aren't bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. What happened? I the thought he was an upward trend. All right, all right, all right. It's like let's, a pullback let's, in let's your comedy. Let's get back to the podcast. All right? <laughs> We're here to record. You met, you met hard resistance. <clears throat> yeah, I know about that. Now. Podcast, podcast. Whatever. Um, yes, welcome back, everybody. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us in 2017. It was an amazing year. I think we, you know, achieved a lot in a short space of time. You know, the feedback, as we've always said, has been amazing. We thank you for it. You know, keep it coming in. Yeah. Um, all the support we've had, you know, all the listeners liking, reposting. We appreciate it. We see you. Um, you know, even our listeners in America, which, yeah. you know, Francis is still surprised about. Me, less so. Um, but yeah, thank you. You know, um, this week we're discussing. This week we're going to talk about knowing your worth. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> we are still talking about finances. We are haven't we gone into. as well. <laughs> We haven't gone into a relationship or feelings podcast. We're still talking about finances. We're talking about knowing your worth. No, because when you say know your worth, yeah. you know what everybody thinks. Yeah. Why um, are you smoking, Francis? Uh, nothing. Why do, you guys, why, do, why do you guys hate it when women want to know their worth? Because we haven't put a price money. on our worth, to right? be honest. Or on worth in general. Right. I don't know. Well, I just it, don't think men are allowed to know this. But in this circumstance, we can put a price on it. We're talking about knowing your worth in your company, knowing how to make sure that you're earning the correct salary. Mm. Um we came up with the idea because I had a really good conversation with somebody shout out to him if he's listening about covering this kind of topic and we spoke about we spoke about how um, negotiating your salary when you go into a company could kind of pave the way for how you continue within that company and that's something that I think everyone in this room has experienced and I think really a lot of people yeah. Yeah. You will know. experience something like this so yeah that's where we're going to talk about knowing your worth mm. You know, it's important, you know, they say it's not what you deserve, it's what you negotiate, right? Exactly. And, and that's yeah. something that's probably not taught to a lot of young people. You know, you're probably grateful to get the job. You know, you need yeah. to know how to negotiate, not just take your first offer almost. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it sets the tone for where you go from there on in. Definitely. Because yeah. salary increments, it's hard to get a big one. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And I think men negotiate more than women. I think women are a bit more scared. Yeah. Mm. And I think yeah. that's why the gender pay gap is quite big. I don't think it's just because of our sex to be yeah. honest yeah. I think it's also because women don't really negotiate that's an interesting spin no, yeah, sh- sh- I've not heard that point of view no, interesting probably not just not feeling confident to ask mm. for what you think you deserve yeah so definitely so today guys you know this is going to be an important part of your financial literacy you yes. know we you know we discuss often how to save and invest your money but as I say we're also going to teach you how to make more that is the other side of it right yeah you, the more you have the more you can invest and save before we yeah. move any further <coughs> for <our safe coughs> most so, important part just so you guys know um any advice that we give you, don't take it as the gospel. You know, we're not telling you things because we know everything. It's just food for thought. So any investment advice that we give, make sure you consider it. Um, contact your personal bank or financial advisor if you have one. Research it. You know, don't just do what we say. Look into it. Um, make sure you're comfortable with all the risks and returns. Just make sure you're comfortable with the legal work as well, whatever it is you're getting yourself into, because yeah. we are not liable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
You're welcome. You okay. do well on that one. Thank you. All right, so we're going to kick off with talking about how you find out that you're getting paid adequately or how do you make sure you're aware. Um, so I've just done a bit of research and I've got some points. So first things first, you should be making sure that you're getting paid the minimum wage, but we'll go into more detail on that a bit later. But at the very least, you should be making minimum wage. Um, if you're if within your company, you should make sure you're aware of the salary band for the role that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So mm. every company should have sal- they should have salary banding and you should make sure that you're aware of it for your role, but also make sure you know where you are within that band and why. Mm-hmm. So if you're sat bang in the middle, if you're lower, if you're on the lower scale, higher scale of that band, speak to your employer and find out why. Find out how you can work towards reaching the maximum of that band. Um, Most companies are transparent about that now as well yeah. and oh, release yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. They sh- you should. I think even if it's not in a document or on paper, you should be able to ask the question mm. and they, they should be able to tell you there's no reason why you shouldn't know that. Um, that's a way of finding out whether you are getting paid what you should or if, the, if, you, if you notice that the information, they're hesitant to give you the information, then you need to start looking into why. Mm-hmm. Um, another point or another way is looking at surveys. So a lot of industries will do yeah. those salary surveys. So there's a Rick's one for property management, Armour one for property management. Um, there must be one for yeah, accounting. Yeah, I, I use one for ACCA. Yeah. Um, ACCA and SEMA have them. Um, but there's loads, you know. Yeah, if you work within those industries, you may, or if you're signed up to any sort of governing body, you'll probably get an email once a year asking you to complete a survey and yeah. then they put everything together and then put something out just explaining what, the survey findings were what salaries what salary people salaries people are getting paid if they found women are getting paid more if they found just various pieces of information so go online and look at those also there's a lot of websites and apps where you can actually put information in about your role um, how many years experience you have and the type of work that you do and it does give you some information on how much you should be getting paid so there's a few I'm going to name some we're going to put them in the show notes but there's some called Know Your Worth there's another one called Pales Pay Scale I know you can get something like this through Glassdoor mm-hmm. there's a Read Salary Checker yeah, there's one on website. Monster there's various websites where now you can literally put in your job role you can put in your experience you have you can put in exactly what you do and they'll use all of that information to tell you roughly what you could be earning also the area that you work in obviously this information is going to be quite broad because some things that you do in your company you might not be able to put down or you might do something that doesn't correlate or come under the umbrella of what your role is but it is it's a guide so it's something that you else you can do to just find out um Another thing you can do is always keep one foot in the job market. So mm-hmm. even if you're not looking for a job, be looking for a job, be looking around, seeing what's out there, because you will start to find out what skills are valued. You'd like to, you'd be able to see what um, employers are offering for the skills that you have or for the experience that you have. Um, you make good contacts. If you do find an offer at another role and you're not ready to move over, you can use that offer to negotiate a higher contract that's, or that's, higher that's pay. Actually. Yeah. That's very important because I think, yeah, sometimes you get, it might seem as you're being disloyal by having one foot in the jobs market. No. no. But I think in this today's world where, you know, there's no such thing as a job for life. Yeah, exactly. You know, a company, you know, and one can say rightfully so, speaking of it just objectively, if it does no longer make sense for them, they can get rid of you. At the of same course. point, you need to be, be able to hedge your bets as well. Yeah. That if there's a better offer that you can look after yourself because there is no job for life anymore. So yeah. you have to look after yourself. So that's, that's actually... And I think nice. it just keeps your mind fresh to know mm, what's out there. I think if you're in there. a company for a number of years and you're comfortable there, you can just you just don't 
get an insight to what else is happening around you. And your employers know that, so they know that you're working for less. Exactly. So they're not going to give you more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, another one is make good recruiter contacts. So recruiters obviously work very closely with employers. So good recruiters. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that, that's, that's true. But um, make good contacts so that you're able to ask them and speak to them about the kind of salaries that you should be negotiating. Obviously, be, to be able to do this, as Kalisha said, they have to be a good recruiter and also you have to build some sort of relationship with them. So even if you're not actively looking, maybe you refer people so they know that they are benefiting from speaking to you and then once you've built that rapport, you can get the kind of information that you need from them. Um, another one, which is quite a different one, but I think something that we should all try to aim to do is talk to your predecessor. So if you're going to be taking over somebody's role, try and see if you can speak to the person that is leaving that role, because that will give you a good indication of the reasons they're leaving. If they felt undervalued, then that gives you some insight about the company. Um, obviously, this person may not be willing to tell you their salary. If it's a new company you're moving over to, it might be difficult to get hold of that person. If it's a company that you're in and you're just moving up, then if you can grab that person, have a chat with them, not necessarily say to them, what were you getting paid? But I think it's good to know why they feel like they need to move on. And they can also give you good pointers on what they think you should be asking for. I've had one of my colleagues ask me because he's moving into a role, not quite well similar to where I am. And he's just sat down with me and said, he knows I can't tell him my salary, but do I feel like what he's getting is adequate to what he's doing? So people are willing to give the information. I think we're kind of told not to talk to people about their salaries, but all of these surveys, all of the information we can find online, we wouldn't be able to get it if people weren't giving out the information, yeah. you know? Um, and also, if you're going into a company and you're trying to speak to them about the person that's leaving, if they're hesitant to give you the information, again, take that as a bit of a message. Um, the last one is think about your circumstances when you're accepting offers i know we're going to go on to speak about this later but be mindful that recruiters uh, employers don't always give you their their the ma their most they're able to pay will not be offered to you on a plate they want mm. you to negotiate so mm. <clears throat> if you went into a company without negotiating it's likely that you're not actually earning what you could so just be mindful of the kind of role you're accepting the kind of salary you're accepting and make sure you negotiate a recruiter friend said to me when you're applying for a job think of a number in your head mm. and add three grand to it yeah yeah so then in the end you probably end up getting what you want yeah, anyway yeah I, I feel like whenever you ask for more i know you're going to speak about this in detail but just ask for more than the, what you want and because it's going to come down mm. they're never going to say yes to it and then yeah you can walk away with getting closer and obviously yeah that, there want. is some nuance to it because there's the you know the whole thing of not pricing yourself out of the market and i mm -hmm. think that's why the salary surveys and stuff yeah. you mentioned are quite powerful because then you have an indication of what can likely be offered to you if your company doesn't provide you with the banding. If it does, then obviously you've already got your benchmark, right? Yeah, you um, have to be realistic. But I suppose, yeah, if you're going into a new role and you haven't got, you know... Any idea. Banding, yeah, you have to be, to be brave enough, I suppose. But I think you can I think you can ask at salaried negotiation stage what the banding is. Yeah. And I yeah. think people need to be... Uh, be I think people need to be open to asking mm. for what they want and asking about what people are getting paid. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's knowing what the role is, how it compares to other roles in the market, because that's, gonna, once again, going to be yeah. your benchmark um, and being able to use that and speak objectively, right? You can't just say, I want more money because I feel I need it. I think you're going to have to prove it and say, look, well, I think a role of this caliber and a company of this size in this sector yep. generally pays this along with my skill sets of this, that, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It gives less room for ambiguity and, you know, just a, why do you think you're worth that? They're not going to give you this money for nothing. Yeah. You, got, you, you do have to earn it, you know? But yeah, definitely just, do, do your research if, if you're in a job and you're not sure 
<clears throat> whether you're being paid what you should or if you're going to ask for an increase because you've been given a promotion do the research use use some of the tools that i've just said to find out if you're if the offer that you've got is is a good offer for what cool. you'll be doing cool so i think next we we're going to go on to the, the touchy subject <laughs> i know personally for me it was touchy listen uh, in my first uh, where i trained um I did overheads, so mm-hmm. I managed payroll, and I could see everybody's payroll. Oh, I had to sign mm-hmm. a non-disclosure agreement. They could pretty much take my yeah. firstborn if I said anything. <laughs> um, and you could see that that generally new people that come into a role would be paid sometimes significantly more Trust than me. their counterparts doing the exact same role and had been doing it for many years. And that was something that was that bothered me for a long while. But after a while, you do get it, right? It's because they've negotiated. You're buying in supposedly new skills and experiences. But yeah, I suppose. You know. But that also doesn't mean that it should continue. Agreed, agreed. And yeah. I think the reason why they get away with it a lot is because you're not allowed to talk about salaries. Yeah, mm. that's exactly so it. That's probably one of the reasons why. But yes, going to be discussing why do newcomers earn more than current employees? Um, and I know this, like you said, it happened to you. It happened to me, especially in banking. And what used to frustrate me is that I had to train, mm. not had to. Because I learned later on, you don't have to, that you have to train these newcomers. But I would say to people that if you're not responsible for any employees or you don't have, like, if you're not a manager or a supervisor and you don't have, like, a trainer title and it's not in your job description, you don't have to train anyone. Mm. Because that is another job title and that's something that you should be getting paid to do. Yeah. Just like managers get paid more because they're responsible for For other people. people. So... Look at your job description as well before mm, you just yes. start training in um, newcomers. But I found that some of the reasons why newcomers get paid more is because the external market value increases faster than company salary levels. Mm-hmm. So employers must offer more to recruit yeah. um, candidates. That's a good point. I think that links back to what you say in terms of having one foot in the job market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you get overall to see. salaries might be increasing, but within a company, they're not going to be matching the market because exactly. they don't have to, right? They've already got you. And it can change as quick as like six months. Wow. So you always have to be on the ball. Mm, yeah. Of course. And also skill shortages. So applicants can dem- demand, demand more because they have um, more current skills than people that's already in the job already, basically. And also, if you're, the newcomer is younger than you, Sometimes their knowledge is more up to date than yes. what you have. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that is, why, yeah, that's another reason. And that's, the thing, that's why it's so important to keep up to date with the latest developments in whatever sector you're in, because things keep on moving. Yeah, yeah. You know? Times change and very, very quickly. Your skill set might be valuable now, but it won't be in three, four years, or five years time, mm. or even six months, as you mentioned. You know. And also, you have to look at education. People that's gone to uni hasn't got to uni. And maybe before, back in the days, it wasn't a thing of going to uni. Experience was more. As long as you had uh, like two years, three years experience, you got paid very well. Yeah. But now I think more employees look at your education mm. and it doesn't, your education doesn't even have to match the job just as long as you've got a degree of some kind. Yeah. I think they think it shows their education. Um, and yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> and also experience can be another factor. So if you did come much just straight out of uni, you're not going to have the same experience as someone that has done the role for like two to three years. Mm. So that is another factor. One thing to add, <clears throat> just from my sector, a lot of times if you're recruiting someone, let's just say they're from a well-known asset manager like BlackRock, mm. 
just for them coming from a well-established big name like that, that in itself commands a premium. For sure. So if, say, the job is pays 30K for someone coming from a big place like that, he might easily get 40K or even 50K. Yeah, yeah. You know, just because he can say, oh, I've been doing ABC of at course. this big shop. Yeah. So therefore, you guys having me here brings you guys high profile. And same thing happens in yeah. accountancy. So if you work for any of the big four, and that happens, many people, that is their path, you know. You train, you go into a big four company, you work there for a few years, then you go into another company, you can Im- immediately demand a premium because as you kind of similar to what you said in banking, you have that, well, I've come from this company, so I have mm. a certain level of training. Yeah. I've yeah. worked with a certain level of people. Those are other things to consider. Yeah. You know, where where you're at now can often dictate how much you're going to be able to earn in the future yeah. in terms yeah. of the reputation of the company you work for. Cool. And one of the big reasons which Jerome is going to go into next is negotiate your pay. Yeah. yeah. I think that is the main thing yeah. Yeah. For, for that sure. you have to do to make sure that you're getting the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, so that brings me on to me. That was uh, an interesting one for me. So I, I've had to do it a couple of times yeah. and it wasn't easy for me. Um, I don't think it's easy for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's, not, it's, it's, not. it's like so it's difficult. Like you know what? Conversation. Me being me, um, I went away and researched it, you know. Like, and um, I think, sorry to cut you off, do it as early as possible. Of yeah. Course. yeah. So, when it comes to like six months after your probation, then but you, yeah. you have to research it. Though. Yeah, you have and to go in there with solid of course. facts. And I, I'm not even just um, in terms of solid facts in terms of salary averages and stuff, but how to negotiate mm. a salary. There is an, you know a skill to it, mm. you know, and, now, and that's kind of what I'm going through now. So it's yes, you have to start off with knowing what your benchmark is. Mm-hmm. So go and get salary surveys for your sector for your job. Uh, the same job will be paid differently um, in different companies in different sectors. If you go and work for a council or something like that, and an accountant for let's just use that because that's that's my industry or my my role, um, will pay be paid very differently working for a housing association than if you were working for a tech company or a big bank, and you could be doing relatively the same job in terms of what you're doing, but just because of the size, maybe complexity of role, the broadness of the role, you'd be paid differently. Mm. So know what you can expect in your situation. Mm. Just because you have a friend who's maybe got the same qualifications and experiences as you you may not be able to come on the same amount as them because they maybe work for the t- one of the big four yeah. mm-hmm. or they've, you know, whatever it may be. So get your benchmark via going out on the internet. There's so much information out there, you know, Glassdoor's, Payscale. If you're part of a professional body, um, they'll p- publish stuff. It's in their own interest, you know, because they need mm-hmm. to show potential applicants to that, what they can p- potentially achieve. Mm-hmm. So know what your worth is. Um, yep. Then also Absolutely. look at your job description, as you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. In this day and age, with all the uncertainty out there, giving out large pay increases to people you already have, it's hard to do. It's hard for a manager to justify. So you're going to have to show them where you've gone above and beyond your job. You're not going to get a pay rise, in my opinion anyway, for doing your job. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to show them clear as day, uh, maybe even written down. That's kind of what I did. Yeah, 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 definitely. I put together a two-page semi-business case as to all the things yeah. in my role, how I've achieved them and surpassed them countless times. Uh, and you have to be honest with yourself as well. Don't just think, oh, I've worked hard, I deserve a pay rise. You know, you're going to have, not an adversary, but, you know, you're going to have someone on the other side of you that their job is to try and negotiate you downwards and you're trying to negotiate upwards. Yeah. So prepare yourself and equip yourself the best way you can. So know your pay scale, uh, your your benchmark. Uh, know how you've exceeded your job title or, or why you deserve more money. Because that's the question. Yeah. You know, we already have you accepted this job at this salary mm-hmm. range. Why should I give you more? And you have to be able to prove that. Yeah. objectively not just I feel like I deserve it mm. you have to show them what you've done so they, it gives them less room it's to so argue it's so difficult to prove though you know what it is it's, and I think the little things and this is what I've done is 
when you have little successes or when you've had to go outside of your job role or Key above and beyond, yeah. note them down as and when. Right. So then when you go to this six month review or whatever, you can say six months ago, I did this and it saved the company this much money mm. or six months ago, I did this and it's improved efficiency by this. These are the things whenever you've contributed something to make a process better, quicker, more cost efficient, whenever you've added value to your company over and above what they employed you to do, you have to quantify it now. Um, you can use that in your armory. And over what period of time should you be reviewing that and then going to your employers? Because I feel like if your employer gets used to you doing that and then you're going back later on saying, I've been doing this for the past year, Mm -hmm. can I have more? They can say no. And then when you stop doing that, it looks like your performance has dropped. When really you you, for a year, you haven't been getting paid to do that above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? No, no, go say again. So how long do you go yeah. above and beyond? And then at what point do you present that to your employers? Well, you do it that's, for months, I would say six months. reviews, every, yeah. your annual review. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I did that work last year. Yeah, when so I any review, point review works. I said, yeah. look, I've, this is what I've done. Don't take my word for it. This is the feedback others have given me. Yeah. And then what do you yeah. do off the back of that review when you're told, okay, that's really good and we can see what you're doing at the moment. We just don't have the the money for it. Do you, do you pull back? Um, and I was going to get to that point. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, so we've got to understand your benchmark, uh, going to get salary information. Next thing you need to do is uh, book a meeting with your manager. If you know, so if you're not going to do it in review, say you know your review's just gone or whatever, don't just spring it on them. Set the scene. You know, say, look, this is what I want to discuss. Let's book a meeting. If if your review isn't already there, then in terms of what you just said, is the important thing is be prepared for a no. Yeah. Because there could be reasons why they can't. They might not have the budget, you know. Working in finance, um, yeah, there are many times where I could feel that, yeah, I want to spend money on things, but we actually can't. If I gave you a pay rise or gave it to everybody and also consider that with your manager, that there is also the, the thing of precedent. If they give you an increased salary, they know as much as we're not supposed to talk about salary, most good managers will know that people do, Yeah, you know. So they're thinking, okay, if I give you more, I'm going to have to give 10 people more, which then blows my budget. Yeah, yeah. So be prepared for the no. And then it's just an adult decision at that point. Are you going to stick around and maybe try again in six months? Are you going to look for something else? Don't know. You know, there is also the option of looking for non-salary benefits. So you can't give me a pay rise. Okay, can I get extra holiday? Can I work from home? You know, can I get a training program? Or most importantly, what I would do, ask them the question, what can I do to get a pay rise? So you've said no now. Okay, what can I do to get it? You know? And, and a good employer when. should be able to tell you. And yeah. by when. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then put a date for yeah. the next put review. Put a date yeah. in it. Yeah. So by the time we come for my next six months review, you set me four things I need to achieve, you know, and you go ahead and achieve them. And then that point, it's even hard. You give them less room to say no. Yeah. But do be prepared for that no. Don't be emotional. You know, number one thing, in my opinion, do not threaten to leave. <laughs> I, I just don't believe in it. Not unless you're actually going to. Yeah. So I did work with someone many years ago who threatened to leave every other day. <laughs> And his salary went nowhere. And he stayed. Yeah, and he stayed. And it, and it's and, if and then I'm he honest, stupid. On the other side, if I had an employee that was threatening to, if you was in a relationship with someone and they're threatening to leave you every two minutes, it's not going to put you in the best of spirits. And mm-hmm. I don't want you to think you want conflict in these things. You know, you want to keep it amicable, even keep it somewhat friendly. And that's why you need to be able to accept the no and just have an open conversation with. Look, this is what I've done. This is the value I place on myself. Mm-hmm. Let's have that discussion. And in my experience, if you do it the right way irrespective of whether you get the pay rise or not, you'll be respected for it because it's quite bold. Yeah. It's not something yeah. everybody does. And if you do it in the right way, it shows a certain set of skills 
which I think most good employers would value. Would, yeah, they would. And I think skills. that's been my experience that to have that boldness transcends into other things. That shows, okay, this is someone that might be going somewhere. Yeah. Because most successful people aren't just going to rest on their laurels and accept what's given to them. They're always pushing for yeah, more. Yeah. And it will show your employer that. And they know that, okay, this is someone that's looking for more. And if they rate you, next time there is an opportunity to give you a salary rise, they probably will. You know, but your work does have to be good to, you know, to achieve of that. Of course, yeah. Um, so I essentially think it's just about biting the bullet, prepare yourself, um, go out on the internet. You can even go on YouTube and look at role plays <laughs> yeah. on how to do it. If No, if, if, you, if you're uncomfortable with asking yeah. for that, and there's so many people that are. I, I did that for interviews. Yeah, you, you have to. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's that. so many things. I did that. Yeah, and that's why I did for interviews, for negotiating pay, go on YouTube, look at role plays. Um, they'll set out the scenes of how you go about it. And then just use one of those. So if you're uncomfortable, do it. Just use someone else's technique, mm, you know, yeah, yeah. and and That's maybe true. adapt it for your circumstance, obviously. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of information out there on how to negotiate. Even the art of negotiation itself, there's stuff out there. Um, this isn't, you know, uh, something that you're born with. Not everybody is. It yeah, might feel, yeah. feel that way, but many of the best negotiators have probably been taught how to negotiate yeah. Yeah. as part of their professional education or even just experience of being in their role. Mm. Um, so yeah, just equip yourself with that. You know, you get yourself some clear guidelines. Um, be realistic. You know, you might think you're worth something, but be realistic. Can your manager give you that? Can they give you a 30, 40% pay rise? Probably not. You might have to meet yourself in the middle, but yeah. It's if just not, prepare yourself. Then leave. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, and and you know what? That's agree. the best way to get an increase. Definitely going to get a bigger increase moving to another company. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would argue, yeah. Um, I think it's so hard to get a decent pay rise within a company. Um, that That's probably one of the most efficient ways to probably stay ahead of inflation and stuff yeah. like that. By, you know, and I know many people that will stay in a job and for I a year, two years. Definitely, because you know? I feel like I'm catching up now. Yeah, because I, I, I stayed somewhere for too long. And recruiters see that as a bad thing, you know. Yeah, there are many especially yeah. now they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because there's the issue of culture fit. There's your ambition. Do, do your skills uh, translate into other businesses? Yada yada yada. So I know many people that you know were in companies for ten or so years. One of my old managers, and she struggled to get a new role. She got one eventually because you know she was good, uh, but she did say she struggled. Um, to get a role because of that she was at a company for too long and they said the culture fit you're used to a certain way of doing things mm. in that company we don't know if you're going to be able to be very adaptive mm. and I think in today's modern sense. job market you have to be adaptive because yeah. there is no job for life yeah. you know that is so far gone um, so and I don't think it's a bad thing telling people to do that you have to see yourself as a mini company mm. you know you know, approach it the same way your business is I think especially in your 20s I don't see why I should be in job lo- in a job longer than three years. I was yeah. going to say in that. In your yeah. 20s. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So if you yeah. have three jobs between the age of 20 to 30, that's, that's fine. That's okay. I, I, but I feel like that's what's being put out now. There was a time when you were told to stay somewhere because it looks good that's if you're able I to commit it, yeah. to a company. Yeah, Or it, it looks bad if you move around too much. When actually now, where times have changed, it does look good that you've either kept on quickly progressing within the company mm. or moved on to the next step. That's an interesting... So there is a balance, right? So you can't be jumping from job to job every two, three months. Months, every five yeah. months, yeah. every I'd eight say, months. I'd say, I don't know, yeah. maybe it be a year or even if they, okay, even you moving around jobs, if there's a steady increase in your level of responsibility yeah. or if they can see per- career progression, I think it looks good. If you're taking loads of sideways steps, that could potentially look bad. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because yeah. that looks like you have issues, you know, with just work well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Yeah. in a company. So yeah, be mindful absolutely. of that. If you're taking side, too many sideways steps, I think could look bad on the CV. Yeah. But yeah. if you're always pushing forward and progressing, you look like someone that's just keen and proactive. Really. You've spoken about salary negotiations. 
when you're you feel like you require a pay rise in your role mm-hmm. but what about where you're offered a promotion and then you're told that it's actually not a step up it's a step sideways mm-hmm. but you can see you're being given more responsibility but your employer doesn't feel like they want to give you a pay rise then and there okay what advice would you give to so for me young people um it's not easy not everything is and uh, nor should it be but i think you just need to be bold enough to have that discussion i'm give, being given promotion i'm being given extra responsibility i feel i deserve this this role not i be objective this role warrants more money mm. if they yeah. say they know they can't like we said earlier mm-hmm. set an expectation okay in six months time what can i do to yeah. achieve more yeah not if even that, that sorry yeah. to cut you off your job description changes exactly, yeah, exactly. so you should automatically get a pay rise yeah exactly. i think f- simple as me if you're being given promotion or a change in role or whatever you should always be getting a pay rise that's just that's how i yeah. am but say you're in a circumstance where you haven't or you've not been it's too late now you weren't able to negotiate that at that time then i think in all of this never be scared to ask yeah i'm it's gonna as simply as that you, you have to go and ask and say look this is what i want this is what i think i deserve um and and just carry out those same steps yeah. we mentioned earlier I'm going to give quick, very, very quickly my experience in this because I feel like it definitely for young people when you're new in a company, you don't feel bold enough to ask. I went from, I changed roles and I was told that because of the time of year, they're not going to do pay reviews. So we're going to wait until we do our career development plans and bonuses and all of that. So sat down with my, my two bosses and we went through everything, talked about my development and how I'd done. And then they said, okay, and in terms of pay, everybody's getting this standard 1%. So that's what you're going to be getting. Then I had to say to them, no, actually, six months ago, you said that you don't review pay at that time of year. So you've given me a promotion. Now you're offering me 1%. I had to boldly say, if that's the case, I could have been doing admin and still got my 1%. That is the fact. And and then they literally sat there, looked at each other and were like, okay, we're going to go away. Went away and then came back to me a couple of days later and said, actually, we've thought about what you said. Which I thought was an incorrect response anyway. You didn't need to think about what I said. You needed to honour what you said you were going to do but I think I was so young and naive and they could see that so I just went okay cool they rate me I'm going to do more work for the same amount of money and if I wasn't bold there to say actually you need to give me more I would have got my one percent mm-hmm. which I could have got done but got from doing admin yeah agreed and yeah. I, I think it just all boils down to being informed and being brave enough to ask and asking in the right way and, and I say if you you know if you ask in that right way you may not be successful but at least you've set the tone and they know what you're they about know what to expect from you because if you don't ask, you're staying on that salary forever. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in 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 the position of someone who would be employing someone, I, just with just my objective business head on, that's why I That's great. Of course, they love you, know, you if, for that. If you don't want any more, I can't give you more than you're willing. I can't rate you more than you rate yourself. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> employees need to start to uh, understand. Know your worth. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> know your worth. And be and be honest with yourself because there are some people asking for pay rises that don't deserve them. <clears throat> and it's not it's not too late to start because if you feel like you've been held back, start now. Because yeah. I don't think it's uncommon for people to be working day in day out and not getting what they they for should sure. be getting. Paid. I think no one's getting paid what they think they deserve, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Right. Hundred percent. If my manager yeah. listen to this, I love what you're paying me. <laughs> <laughs> listen, anyone looking for HR professionals, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Just a um, couple bits to like the overall, you know, like a UK wide view of salaries and, you know, pay increases, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so as Sam mentioned earlier, minimum wage, make sure that you're getting at least a minimum wage. Just to add to that, the minimum wage, there's different types depending on where you live and how old you are. So an 18 year old will obviously get less than a mm. 25 or 26 year old. So bear that in mind. We've put links on mm-hmm. the show notes showing you where you can look at the differences and how much you should be on, etc. 
And also just to um, explain the difference. So there's the minimum wage and there's the living wage. So the two are not the same. Um, the minimum wage is what the government tells us is how much we need to live. The living wage. So there's this foundation called the Living Wage Foundation, which is a charity. And they do their own research. Yeah. And based on their findings, they advise the government and say, okay, what you guys are calling minimum wage isn't enough for Agreed. people to actually live. Mm. So if you want to give them a wage they can live on, which they call the, the living wage, yeah. this is what you need to give them. Yeah. Um, just just as an example, the living wage is uh, seven, sorry, t- £10.20 compared to the minimum wage of £8.75. Wow, I remember it was like £4. Yeah. But things were cheaper. And this is for mm. above 25-year-olds in London. Um, yeah, that's just to put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so also, just to, this goes back to what everyone else says, you know, the question of, um, you know, why is it that people don't just get paid what they're worth, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if we look at it from a minimum wage perspective, you know, we can say, um, why can't the minimum wage just be increased a lot higher so mm-hmm. everyone gets more money? Companies will go out of business. Right? Exactly. There's a million reasons, but mm-hmm. the main one is companies say, you know, if you, if you increase the minimum wage, I can't hire as many people. Yep. If they don't hire as many people, the UK economy doesn't do as well as yeah. it could be. And you hear that a lot, small so, bus- especially small business. Yeah. So there's a balance that the government have to strike between mm-hmm. how much they you know, oblige firms to pay people. It can't be too high. Of course. Because then they can't hire people, but it can't be too low because then people can't live. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, they also have to strike a balance. Um, it's actually a very hot topic right now where some firms are being fined for paying below the minimum wage. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, quite a few, especially the transportation, people you. like bus drivers, mm. etc. A lot it's, of them might be. It's crazy that they could get away with doing that. How yeah. do people but not realise? In all fairness, the, a study has shown, so PwC, they have a few papers on it, mm. and they've actually realised that because there's been so many changes since 2010, a lot of firms haven't actually caught up with the changes. Oh, wow. Okay. There's been like, I think there was a time um, where within six months, there were like three changes or something. Oh, wow. And not every firm kind of kept up with yeah, it. Yeah. So now they've realized that they're giving people, so they won't find you straight away. They'll put you in like a plan for you to rectify things. I guess that shows them that you haven't done it intentionally. Basically. Yeah. So that's that. Um, just a few stats that I found, which I thought were interesting. So, um, um, if you look at the average CEO's pay uh, since two thousand and since nineteen ninety nine, sorry, it's grown by three hundred and fifty percent. What? Yeah, three hundred fifty percent. Yeah, you often hear But wait, that. had the minimum wage kept up with that pace, the minimum wage would have been thirteen pounds now. Okay. But obviously, oh, wow. you can't afford so you, that. exactly. So you can see how much. Well, that's just a comparison between CEOs and mm. normal workers. But then that comes just down to the distribution of wealth and all exactly. that stuff, right? Exactly. Then you could also ask, also argue, does the CEO really need to have exactly. that much? How mm. about taking half of that and then spreading the, the remainder? Yeah. And that becomes I an mean, interesting conversation because I, me- I imagine most CEOs will say, well, without us, there is no business. Basically, that's We're, what they're you know, saying. But, but is that true, though? That's a different oh, question. No, right? come I, on. You know what? I think I would argue, it depends on the CEO, right? Yeah. Because, okay, workers, and we we are them. Yeah, we do put in the groundwork. But in terms of making the tough decisions and stuff like that, I think we forget that some c- CEOs, they have to, the decisions they take will di- dictate whether you have a job or not. That's so, true. But, but then you also have to ask yourself, does that warrant that much money? And that's yeah, and that's the question, right? What's the value on that? And that's what I'm it. just saying what they would possibly argue. Yeah. Um. Yes, they should be paid. They could, should be compensated for that. 
Yeah. Um, uh, also, I looked at the uh, compared the minimum wage in the UK to minimum wages in other European Western countries, so similar to the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, UK actually ranks the lowest. So, oh, really? if you look at the minimum wage per month, and you look and you plot it over like since 1999, you look at the increases across Belgium, Holland, Germany, all these big European countries, the UK ranks the lowest. So Belgium is the highest. There's been an increase in minimum wage in 50% since mm. 1999. In the UK, it's 38. So they're actually the lowest. Yeah, that's just a comparison. Interesting. Um, another one I looked at is which borough in the UK has most of the most, I don't know, has people that earn the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first one is a no-brainer, Kensington and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Average salary is like 144K. Wow. The poorest one mm. was one in, in Wales called um, Bleno Gwent. Good luck with that one, oh, mate. I'm not sure I pronounced that properly. Probably not, but it was a good try. <laughs> it was good, better than I would have done. Which was 21K. Um, yeah. And Sam mentioned Reed earlier. Um, so they have several surveys. They have, they have, they have, they actually have a lot of analytics in mm. terms of who's earning what yeah, and like what read. average median salaries are. Mm. And the most recent one, strategy and consultants, they earn the most with the average salary being around 57k. And guys and customer service earn the least, which, mm. which is 23k. Of course. Which again, you can kind of, yeah. you know, kind of make sense. And, and, people in customer service they're always the first to get hit really badly mm-hmm. when things go wrong oh really yeah in terms um, of redundancies or just in, paid in terms of so the minimum wage had okay. the since the minimum wage has gone up or had the minimum wage gone up more it's mostly customer service or service sectors that feel the pinch more it's those and retail people got you mm. yeah. yeah i can imagine yeah they're the most impacted ones um so that's that um yeah also on the back of that um, there was a London underground map of salaries mm. that Actually, came out. Can I just the... add one more thing before we get? Yeah, to go that. on. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to know how much money you earn, you know, like a comparison UK wide, the average UK salary is twenty seven k a year. What UK UK wide salary is yeah, twenty seven. What's the average London? The average London is thirty four k. Okay, so really? you can you can compare that and see where you stand. Mm. You know. Um, that's just, that just to me that just there. sounds like a lot of underpaid people mm. wow I know, i'd have to uh, i don't yeah. know with my statistics hat on i'm thinking what kind of average we're we using because you know, got median you. median we're okay. using median all right so so this numbers we're using half of the population earn less and half earn more got you okay fine. i guess you have to think about all of the jobs that are out there yeah all yeah. of them and we're saying uk wide right mm. so remember these small towns where yeah yeah you know, yeah but yeah anyway sorry kalisha yeah so (laughs) the london underground map of salaries was released on january the 2nd and that was by a search engine called adzuna and they um advertised jobs and they basically every station like paddington edgeware road they put the average salary so the lowest average salary was uxbridge and that was 21 grand um the highest were around Barbican Monument Bank, and that was around 50K. And they said the top 10 most high paying stations are all in zone one. Mm. Yeah, which is obvious, basically. I think you can also negotiate your pay based on where you're traveling to. I've been able to do that before. Mm -hmm. I just said, well, my travel card's gonna cost this much because I'm now going into zone one. So I'm gonna, can I get more? And and it's worked. Yeah. So, Yeah. yeah, you know. 
Thinking of location. Travel allowances and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Going to put a link on that as well. Mm, Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. And that's important to consider when taking a job, right? You know, where's Travel is a big thing. Travel is a big thing. You know, where you're living, where you're willing to travel to. Um, Yeah, so like Kalisha said, um, getting working in central London, you just generally get paid more. And one thing I found is companies outside of central London will say to you, yeah, we know you can get more working in central London based on where we are we just don't pay yeah, that so yeah, yeah. want more sometimes <laughs> yeah no no it's true. I don't care they love an excuse yeah <laughs> no seriously they've got them written down they know how to give them to you but yeah but yeah I, I think for me in general it's just stay informed stay up to date as yeah. you said keep your one foot in the jobs market yeah. uh, know what your job is worth on the open market by sector by role by your level of experience and just be prepared to ask and if you're not comfortable with asking learn how yeah. you know learn I'm how to negotiate go on YouTube, like you said yeah. yeah learn how to get some even if you don't copy it carbon copy it might give you just inspirations of how to go about asking for those salaries i think just keep in mind unless your employer is your friend family friend knows your uncle or something there it's in their interest to keep costs down they're not going to walk up to you and offer you something and if they do it's probably less than their budget for that role mm. so always ask yeah well even or if you were related to me i'm not going to pay you that much well we see that right there so <laughs> ask anyway <laughs> always ask there's, there's no family premium on my employment <laughs> so we have now come to the end of the show we have we have yeah. so hopefully you guys can go go out there and know your worth and go and attain it yeah if if um, your um salary reviews are april yes yeah that's the best time now yeah yeah the best time salary reviews are across the board start writing down your notes from now mm. yep yep you know. yep you know, if you don't want to get the the the, the one or two percent, which is going around in most places, mm. you're gonna to have to be prepared. Or none, none. Some people are getting none. Yeah, there's that as well. Yeah. So, so be, be prepared. Please rate us. Give us feedback on iTunes. Yep. yep. You yep. can find us on SoundCloud. Yep. Stitcher, and. I think there's a lot more that we're on. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think the everything. RSS link. So yeah, the R- it's shared everywhere. Yeah, you can find us on Castbox, I believe, um, and there are a few others. But yeah, so because I've had a few people listen to me on apps, that I didn't think we were on. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so yeah. yeah. Oh, wicked. But yeah, so if, if you're having trouble listening, cause I know some people are having issues because SoundCloud's not the most user friendly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the best way to listen to us, I find, search the Making Sense podcast. You will see so many different links. In what, just in your Google, right? Just in your Google. Okay. You'll see the iTunes link. You, you will see the yeah. SoundCloud. You will see all of it. You see all of them. Okay, yeah. So there you go, guys. Just search the Making Sense podcast in whichever search engine you're using yeah. and you'll find us. Yeah, you can yeah. also find us on Instagram and Twitter yep. at Making Sense Podcast. PC. PC, sorry. Will we ever remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Making Sense PC. And you can find myself, Kalisha, on Twitter, Miss underscore K underscore V-A-N-G. You can find me on Twitter, M-S underscore S-A-M-M-I underscore X-X. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, Think underscore King underscore J. It's Twitter, Bra underscore Living. Um, tweet us and send us emails on please, how please, you please. have been able to negotiate pay because we might have missed something if yeah. you, if there's something that worked for you that can help somebody for sure please let us know and we'll yeah. read that out because I, Even this is you, something i'm yeah. very passionate about if you and tried something we suggested sorry yeah if you tried something you suggested it didn't work let us know you know we we want all your feedback good and bad yeah, yeah. also email us making sense podcast.com for yes. anything yeah and any anything. recruiters that might have tips as well that they yeah, want to give please. to people yeah or please yeah. let us know yeah any information you think it probably would have been good to have a recruit on here maybe for this episode maybe well depending on the emails we get we can arrange it <laughs> <laughs> people right. might want more info nice so segue we then. Can, well done. and yeah. all the links we mentioned will be in our show, in our notes, show notes as well so please have a look 
so yeah guys uh thank you so our first pod of 2018 hope you enjoyed happy new um, year a happy new year to you and uh see you next week see ya bye Peace.